War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Monday. Folks, it was uh, June 27th. It was quite the weekend. We'll say that uh, this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. What a selection they have. They're having a great season. They're a full-scale nursery. They're also on Facebook. Uh, they're open seven days a week. Great service, but hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging patients. Large selection. Beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandibillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom mulch available, pickup and delivery mulch, dark, piney black, hemlock, crushed stone, full-scale nursery everything you need to make your home a showstopper with gift certificates available look for them on facebook again they're open seven days a week located 3688 quaker lane north kingstown it's pr landscape materials and garden center so folks uh friday night i did attend the rally that they had i covered it actually with the live stream you can see the video on the website dipetro.com we were there the language was appalling um it when i was there it was for the most part peaceful as soon as it started getting dark out it started getting the the mood just shifted started getting a little rowdier and then uh you you can look at it either way either fortunately i left 10 minutes before or 10 15 minutes before the fight broke out or unfortunately uh obviously i would would like to have been there to be able to capture it but and i did as i was leaving the last person i saw who spoke to me and came up to me was officer john lugo whose life has um forever changed because of the actions of friday night now it is rather unfair that the the assault that started the whole thing again you can find this on the website dipetro.com that um he the the guy that started the whole thing was in a green adidas suit and he was up on the steps now the only people up on the steps were people with the activists or their friends or family so he was definitely with them and then he was the one that threw the first punch that really kicked everything in and got the whole melee going i i do find it interesting that no one is looking to uh find out police have not put out we're trying to find out who this is i'm hearing mixed things someone told me the activists are cooperating someone else told me that they are not cooperating with trying to identify who that individual is it is true that the situation that got the most attention is officer john lugo who friday night was running for office and now is no longer a candidate for office but when he got involved in the melee and then ended up striking 
his Senate opponent, and that is this uh, progressive collaborative Jennifer Rourke. Now, what's also interesting today on this Monday is Michael McCaffrey, the number two in the Senate, he is not running for re-election. So the person who will now emerge as the senator from that state senator from that area is is Jennifer Rourke, which means I, I don't know what to make of the McCaffrey thing. Something tells me that maybe as a result of what happened was she is thrust in the national spotlight. He just doesn't want to face her in a primary and go through it. But otherwise, now she faces no opponent, no opponent unless the Republicans can come up with someone. So this is a huge win for the progressives, the co-op collaborative. She is raising a lot of money. She now becomes almost a, um, uh, I don't want to say a national name, but definitely local, definitely local. And But the actions of Friday night, now they have to be investigated like everyone else. Listen, I saw the video. I saw the video Friday night, and it, it looks bad. Uh, Officer Lugo, when I did see him, I wondered if, in fact, was he working that night? Was he undercover? Many times they put people undercover, uh, kind of plain clothes, I should say, it, you know, just to get a feel for what's going on with crowd control in a rally. So they always kind of put someone that kind of hangs back just in case if something really goes sideways, they have someone there. I can't speak for him. I don't know why he felt the need to get involved. I know he's saying he felt you know he's an officer he needed to do that there were a lot of state police there there were a lot of capital police there um he's off duty he's not working if he had just you know there's a thing with police they say if you if you don't get involved just be a good witness they always need good witnesses when something goes wrong um his life has forever changed we don't know if he can hold on to his job right now he's just not going to be a candidate but then you want to see exactly how far this is going to go and where his his life is going to go i would think right now uh this is a lot to go through you're really thrown into a hurricane into a storm almost kind of helps that it happened on a weekend instead of just the, the normal course of the week but i don't think this thing is going to die down anytime soon um I, and i don't know enough about the video because the only video that was released basically the person that released it just showed Officer Lugo striking this uh, his his former opponent Jennifer Rourke, who did speak that night. Uh, she is a woman of color. She went to the rally to speak. I've seen video where there was someone that she didn't want there. They asked him to leave. The person agreed to leave. As the person was leaving, someone ran up and punched that person. That started the melee, and then something happened to Officer Lugo that he felt he was being attacked. And he turned around to defend himself. Um, I, I don't know where this is going to go. They need all video. He, he will have an opportunity in a court of law. He's charged with assault. Even, I, I don't know how you, I don't think you win in a situation like this. Maybe you try to find a way to survive. You don't come out like a hero. Listen, you see that. It's disturbing. It's, it's a woman. It's a woman who just spoke. And it's a woman that happens to be his opponent. It wasn't a guy at the rally. It wasn't just someone off to the side. No, it was a woman of color who is then the, now it's apparently going to be the senator from that district that then um, somehow was in the middle of this. As she, what, what I've seen in the video, I know they show her behind Officer Lugo. I, I don't know enough about, I don't know if we've seen all the video of everything that happened. The video that really rocketed was the video in slow motion of him punching uh, Jennifer Rourke. I mean, that's that's just a fact. So um, we'll, we'll find out in a court of law if there's a, there's a way to explain this, if there's more footage to give more context to it. Either way, you know, let's deal in reality, folks. There's nothing about that video that looks good. It is tough. Someone who was seen as kind of like a rising star. He was, he was active. He would go to things. He uh, was up uh, at the state house for the two-way rally. Um, he was originally running for lieutenant governor. Then I think made the right decision and pivoted into that Senate race against McCaffrey. Now McCaffrey's not running, but um, a lot of that is all just um, 
in the past. Uh, tragically for John Lugo, the, there's there's two there's two things. There was the, the life he enjoyed Friday, Friday night leading up to it, and then now there's the new life that he has, and it's a different life than the life that he had. So um, well, at this point, we can only hope that he has proper legal representation, that he is treated fairly under the legal system, and that he's going to get his day in court. Other than that, I'm not sure there's anyone that can uh, help him at this point. Folks, again, we have all this up on the website, petro.com. A lot ahead on this Monday. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, anchorrising.com. It is our friend, Justin Katz. And uh, Justin, I was uh, I was there at the State House on Friday. Is a lot the media is not reporting. Uh, John Lugo, Providence police officer, He's now a former person who was going to seek office. He has certainly got a lot of attention, none of it for the good, right reasons. I want to hear some of your thoughts and break down some of the implications in uh, just the results of what happened at the Rhode Island State House this past Friday night. Well, I think the to me, the the striking thing about Lugo's situation is it's got international attention based on almost nothing. And so, I mean, uh, from the from the available video, it's hard to come up with any justification. It looks like he he struck a woman who's also running for for office um, and of itself, that's that's not good um, and shouldn't be done. The, but the problem is uh, Bill Bartholomew is the one who, who released the video and it's five seconds long, which, and it's slowed down. So in reality, yeah. it was like a two second clip probably. Uh, and it's, it's of a specific moment in, right. in a, an ongoing altercation. And it's, so it's, it's very difficult to know. And you'd think after, I don't know, over a decade of YouTube and Twitter and people would have a better sense of this, but journalists, man, they wanted this story uh, yep. internationally because they need something to counteract, I don't know, uh, abortion, pro-abortion protesters taking over the Colorado legislature and, and trying to burn down a Christian pregnancy center and, and, Sorry, in Colorado or Arizona, one of those two. I mean, that's what's going on. You've got you've got actors like the guy from uh, my big factory wedding talking about how the essentially saying the the Supreme Court justice should be killed and using the N word against Clarence Thomas. And uh. in, to counteract that, they've got this one guy who, from all accounts, was stepping in to protect somebody else, and in the melee hit. Uh, hit a woman and so just the 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 irresponsibility is what strikes me just we well for one thing uh, there should be demands for Bartholomew to release an extended tape I mean he obviously has it he obviously doctored it Uh, and so I'm just the fact that I haven't seen anybody demanding that publicly I think is is very telling and I one thing that'd be really interesting I mean this sort of thing is is definitely evolving with technology it'd be interesting if there's more to the story and Lugo is ultimately exonerated 
and say say the woman uh, Jennifer Rourke was attacking him and that was just the moment at which he pushed back to get her off him who knows uh, we don't have the extended video but if that's the case then it'd be interesting to see him sue Bill Bartholomew because this has undoubtedly done a lot of damage to Lugo uh, oh my god just, and just for, just for damage yeah and just just for you know Bill Bartholomew's little um, self-congratulatory moment in the sun I mean that's what it looks like to me because there's a reason Bartholomew doctored the tape the way he did you know, it's interesting, Justin, and he also hasn't clarified who is he representing. Someone told me on the on one point of the tape he's mentioning, because he is Dan York's producer. He does. He's a full time employee at WPRO. Uh, I think that and, and the lack of curiosity for the media in the credits, they're just crediting podcaster, radio host. But they don't even mention the fact that, you know, that's an excellent point because. He may not have deep pockets, but Cumulus definitely has deep pockets. And, you know, there's several things. The tape was definitely edited. Uh, what's interesting, Justin, so I was there. I, I actually kind of found it boring. Uh, as soon as it got dark, it, it just switched and it started getting rowdier. And and then there was uh, there was pot smoke everywhere and the language coming from the stage. And I'm doing the live stream. So I... Just felt I had enough. And and as I'm leaving, who came up to me but was John Lugo. And I thought maybe he was working undercover because he is a province police officer. And I he was in plain clothes. And I even said to him, you know, what what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I'm just listening. And I thought I don't want to blow his cover if, in fact, many times with some of these, you know, rallies that can get violent, they they send off uh, undercover officers just to plain clothes into the into the crowd to pose like they're just there, but they're actually police. So I didn't know that that clearly wasn't the case, but it is interesting also how, um, you know, channel 12 is a piece, how elected leaders locally react to quote the assault. But Bartholomew also did not take out the clip of an activist who was clearly like with the organizers up on the steps at the state house. He's in a green Adidas suit He's the one that started the whole melee and punch, and he came over and sucker punched, uh, sucker punched the, the guy Josh Mello that was that was leaving. And there's no slow motion punch that started the whole thing. And I haven't even seen the state police that they're looking for the guy. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I doubt they will. I mean, possibly. I, I mean, I don't think it'll be getting much attention if they do. And and I, I suspect Lugo won't. I, I mean, it'd be very difficult to get a fair hearing, certainly in the, in the public public eye. But that's the you know, you're, you're supposed to even even activists, even partisan activists know you release the full clip. And if you want to slow it down to emphasize something, you do that then. Uh, but this is I mean, it's pure it's pure activism. And that's on Bartholomew's part. And it's it's kind of it's stunning to me that it, it gets to international level of coverage based on so little it's just yeah. it's just not it's just not right it's not the way of doing things and and so uh, frankly yeah. this sort of thing ought to start resulting in lawsuits because that's the only way i can think of to stop it folks again our uh, segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com now justin aside from that let's talk the uh, political realities what is your thought that the Number one, this gives an awful lot of attention to the uh, co-op collaborative. Jennifer Rourke, she's with the, the Matt Brown group. She's running in that primary against Michael McCaffrey. So ultimately, she might not be his opponent, but she's in that same uh, Senate district. But what do you think this does possibly for the progressives? And what is also your thought that the Rhode Island Republican Party has yet to issue a statement on this? <laughs> well, I think the, the progressives certainly see an opportunity, whether they're correct. I, I don't know. I mean, time will tell. Uh, I think it was, it was interesting a, a month or two ago, Bill Maher, the talk, the talk host, um, actually admitted he he was ignorant about a lot of facts about abortion, like the fact that the United States was way more radical than most European countries. Um, so, in fact, the I think it's missed the Mississippi uh, case at the heart of this Dobbs decision actually puts the law is, is roughly average for Europe. So I think a lot of people don't understand how how radical the 
these people are. I mean, they, they want taxpayer subsidies. They want abortion up to the, up to, I don't know what, nine months after birth or something like that. I mean, they, they are really radical. So it may, they may overplay their hands on the progressive end and make people realize, Hey, wait a second, this is pretty out there and crazy. And, and uh, they, so they may overplay their hand as for the Republicans. I, I have no, I don't know. I have no insight into that. It'd be nice to, uh, to have a party, in Rhode Island that actually represented uh, the pro-life constituency um, or at least could could share in their <laughs> the sense of victory to some extent but it is a it is a complicated issue around here I mean we're just we're so far gone at this point and the news media certainly will never ever give any any sense that there are two sides to this I mean uh, Ian Donis had a an article summing up for public radio summing, summing up different opinions and it was it was pretty much i think they've got bishop tobin as a pro-lifer and so they've, they've essentially it's and it's not that there aren't people granted the office holders are all democrats and and so on but it's, so it's not as if uh you know republicans are heavily represented in the state but you, you he could find other people they've they've written off a lot of people uh who who would take different positions i mean it used to be periodically i remember when uh when same-sex marriage became law, um, WPRI called me because <laughs> at least they wanted somebody to articulate an opposition standpoint. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, and so I think there's, the GOP could take that position, but I think the media really will, will make them, will try to make them pay for it. It's not unlikely that they would pay for it if they took too strong a stance. That would become the only issue. Whereas the, what, the GOP wants to run on our economic issues and, and good government issues. Uh, so it's, it's a tough position for them to be in, but it would be nice if they would, they would be a little bit more representative of, of conservative values. Well, one thing that uh, I don't think people realize, but uh, it's tomorrow night is the local Republican convention. Uh, they're going to get a lot of media there. They're going to get an awful lot of coverage not for the reasons they want. Uh, the media is going to descend on them like, you know, like a pack of pack of wolves. And the only question they're going to be asking is, is about John Lugo. So the Rhode Island Republican Party, they, they clearly to me, you're not prepared, not sure how to handle this. They need some help because otherwise they're going to just have all these people, you know, walking away from cameras. Now, this is supposed to be a night that you're giving interviews, that you're trying to get attention, that, you know, these are not situations where you want to be doing the the walk where they're following you to your car or inside. You're just not saying anything. No comment, no comment. You want to be talking as much as possible. Um, I, I hope they recognize that they're going to pull up to their convention and see, oh, wow, there's, you know, Channel 10's here, Channel 12, maybe someone from Boston comes down and they don't even realize why they don't want to. Nothing against Pat Cordalesa. It's not that they want to hear his ideas about voting and running for Secretary of State. They want to corner some of the leadership about uh, John Lugo. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. And I, but I think it's one where, unfortunately, it's fading, but where I think uh, Republicans could take a page out of President Trump's playbook is you don't back down. It's, it's right. you know, admit, admit, the, admit the truth, you know, Based on a very short, doesn't look good, and men shouldn't be hitting women, especially if they've been trained as police officers. That said, pivot <laughs> to there must be more to the story. Where's the guy, as you were saying, where's yeah. the guy who started the melee? Where, yeah. What about bears in other states and, and arson and taking over Capitol buildings and pro abortion people wishing for the death and of, of Supreme Court justices. I mean, that's where you go with that. And then at the very, at the very least, you'll reduce the the, the chance that the media will use your quote in a bad way because they won't right. want to they won't want to cut it in half and and take what you said uh, to try to corner you. But they won't want to publish your counter our counter argument. So at, at, the, at least it'll be a wash. And at, at, but at best, you'll get some attention. And you'll to the extent you can get attention core constituency will feel represented and I, th I think that's that's a really good point they, they they probably will run away which makes it seem like Terrible. they're not ready for leadership yeah. i mean that's what it looks and like the one the one they want the most is 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 alan fung i mean he's 
you know, they, they see headlines that he has a very good shot to, should he certainly seem, unless something changes, it's going to be him against Magaziner. But tomorrow night is a chance for the media. Maybe the activists even go and they're going to paint Fung as, you know, you're with him. Uh, what do you think? You know, do you condone this violence? You had the Trump hat. I mean, hmm. this this will not he he's the one that they want the most because they want to use this opportunity, I believe, to kind of catch him off guard, show him, you know, maybe you're not exactly sure what you should say. Um, it, it, it has what happened Friday night has nothing to do with his race, but they certainly want to make it about his race. Um, so that is something that I, I certainly hope the funk people are prepared for. He's their real target here. That's who they want to go after and uh, catch off guard. All they need is one clip that he says something that seems a little uncertain. And then that will become the new five second clip slowed down of, yeah. uh, and that is certainly the technique they use. It would be curious if Bartholomew would answer, uh, was he there? He's a full-time employee. WPRO is a full-time person for Dan York. I noticed that, that, but there wasn't crediting that, which is very odd for some reason, because you'd think, oh, wow, yeah, he'd want full credit. Yeah, this is, this is who I am. Here's where I work for. Um, it's also, it'd be very disingenuous. I mean, if I was, when I was still there, if I then said, oh, no, I, I wasn't there representing the station. I was there representing my website, thepetro.com. I mean, it just doesn't fly. You'd be identified as the radio person. Oh, absolutely. But, that's that's exactly to the point of Fung. I mean, when when yeah. they when they want when something bad happens on the Democrat side, they don't go around asking every Democrat, no, "What do you no. think of this horrible thing?" But yeah. when it's a Republican, that they do that, and it's the same sort of thing. If if you're with, if they want to get you, if they want to get you fired from your job, they will they will make sure to yes. tie Drag any in. any controversy yeah. to your job. But if yeah. if they want if they like what you're doing, you know, they'll they'll do the best to cover for you, and that's that's the reality right. of. of living and yeah i hope i hope fung is is very very cognizant of that i i suspect he is I think um, so. yeah. but, just so hopefully he'll have something prepared yeah but they'll they'll go for the least prepared person and then try to use that quote right i mean they'll then also yeah. try to get because it's a convention you get all kinds of different people that go to something like that they'll get some volunteer who doesn't know much who then comes out and says something stupid like she deserved it or yeah, so they'll manipulate some quote. They're not coming away empty handed. Let's put it that way. They want to paint, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the gathering is a dangerous right wing. Uh, maybe someone then starts being antagonistic towards the media. I mean, the whole thing, folks, quick break, much more ahead. Politics this week right here with Justin Katz on the John DePietro show. J. Perry paving folks, you can depend on J. Perry paving. They provide high quality Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin, last week, uh, you wouldn't know it, but there were the gun bills were passed, signed in by Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. But on the national front, uh, it was quite the opposite. Gun rights have been expanded. I, I am, um, maybe I shouldn't be, but it is interesting how the media doesn't even try to or, I, you know, the activists, whether it's Governor McKee, the leaders, I should say, they don't even want to try to distinguish for, the, for their followers, for the people, the big photo op with Governor McKee in the red T-shirt. They, they don't want to even distinguish the fact that our laws are vastly different, those of Texas and some of these other states. It seems they, they're very content to have the narrative, you know, saving lives. Uh, we're going to do this, saving lives. They love that line. It was... Um, 
would you make of the, the actions of last week? Well, they, I mean, they really don't want to draw distinctions because if they started to do that, then people would, they'd have to admit they're coming for everything. I mean, that was one of the common sentences I kept hearing from the governor, from, from the activist groups is there's still a lot to do. Well, what more could there be to do? They just want to take all guns away. And if they, if they draw those distinctions and people will stop them before, before it's too late, which is what they're, they're hoping they don't do. And they also don't like distinctions because it would show how fruitless everything they're doing is. I mean, one of them, and I, uh, frankly, I mean, courts do crazy things but i cannot possibly square the idea that you can't walk around with a loaded rifle second amendment i just don't see how you cannot infringe on the right to bear arms and say you can't have that loaded i just but but in any event loaded rifles and, and kids under 21 buying rifles is not the source of violence for most right. of the country and certainly not in rhode island it's handguns oh, no. by yes. gang members that's yes. that but then that's already 21 that's a you know that's already probably restricted so the idea that they're going to add more and and fix violence they they cannot let that spotlight change and so they they have to keep it on the vagueness on what we want to save lives and i just i want to say too that that image just something just i mean granted I'm, i'm biased on the issue but something about the governor wearing that red shirt in front of activist banner just seems completely wrong to me completely i mean the idea you know it's 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 really a statement if you disagree with these people you do not belong here you are not represented this is not your i'm wearing a red t-shirt like a doofus uh and that's i mean that's it i I, that stuff is really starting to bother me that that just complete one-sided partisan activism it's as if there's no gap between far left activists and the government at this point. And that's, frankly, that's when it gets dangerous and starts to make you think maybe we really need to be armed. I don't know. He was also, um, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz, managing editor at rising.com. Justin, he, the governor's almost like giddy. He was like laughing almost. Like he, it's, it's as if he couldn't believe. It looked to me like more like they were filming a television commercial than they were just doing a bill signing. Because if then, if you watch the live stream when they were getting ready for it, they even lined the people up a certain way. So you had a white woman, and then next to her, they placed a woman of color, and then next to her, they placed uh, a Latina, and then next to the Latina, they, they placed a woman of color. I mean, it was perfectly choreographed. It, it almost looked like Governor McKee was sitting at the desk with the red shirt on laughing like this is fantastic everybody came to be part of the television commercial that i'm going to run as i'm signing this and just to a larger point you make you would think that there's a larger responsibility if you're you know the chief executive the governor that you want to make sure people are crystal clear what the laws already are what this is going to do you know kind of deal in reality put the politics aside for a moment explain to people why there's some further restrictions we don't need but that was that was like out the window in you're exactly right in that room. There is no talk. There was no talk for anyone that may have an opposing view. They take the attitude of, you know, there's only one side of this coin. Oh, and, and it's it's going to keep growing. And that's the, the real concern. But I, I it's very possible. I, I forget the specifics, but Rhode Island's been in the middle of uh, losing law. On, on gun issues before, so I, I suspect uh, we, we there's a good chance we'll, we'll see that. And I know the the gun rights advocates are certainly going to pursue um, legal avenues, and I, I think they'll they'll start to have some victories because you can't you can't keep infringing rights when the Constitution guarantees non infringement. It just doesn't work that way. And it struck me too in a in a separate issue matter related issue, uh, Senator Tierra Mack, one of the states grandest far left progressives uh, are most vocal anyway, um, was talking about how they're, they're going to, uh, on the abortion issue, they're going to keep taking away rights. But on gun rights, that's exactly what they're doing. And it's, I, mm. I guess it goes back to the governor to me. You know, you, you'd think there'd be at least a little acknowledgement that you're you're tiptoeing around a constitutionally protected right here. And maybe there's some need for balance and hesitance and we don't want to infringe your rights but here these issues are too important so we've just got to take this one step there's, there's just none of that as you said it's giddy as if i can't believe my good luck 
I get to exactly. I get to fall in step with the progressives here, and this will help wipe away some of my corruption, uh, it, the impression of corruption from all these investigations of me and my administration. Uh, I mean, that's it's it's that's ultimately what it comes down to is hiding behind these issues to gain support of the base, and they just throw all good government out the window for that purpose. You know what else? Just um, before we move on, but. If you then look at the aftermath, what we've learned about the shooting in Texas, if the door had worked properly, had been shut locked. uh, And then now they're saying, you know, the police officers should have gone in that classroom. And in three minutes, the police were after him. The police were on him. I mean, we'll ultimately never know. But there's a very good chance that if if in Texas they had been, you know, properly following protocol, if everything worked initially the way it should have. It sounds it sounds like it might have been a shootout outside between the gunman and the police, and maybe as much as initially, he would have been able to kind of hold them off. There were going to be so many police responding. Ultimately, yet, I, I mean, I'm going to say that he he may have, the gunman may have just been killed in a in a gun you know a gun battle outside the school between the police and the gunman. I mean, and because the report that came out, Justin Katz was scathing of. You know, they, the door wasn't even locked to the classroom. They said they should have entered within three minutes. You know, the kids didn't have body armor. The police did. The kids didn't have weapons. The police did. But you go back to that first initial moment. If he had not entered the school, that they, they would have kind of probably cornered him outside the school. So all of this is is really passing and being done simply because of a small school district in Texas that I'd never heard of before this completely screwed up with their tactical you know their protocol and just how they handle things in case of a of a school shooting yeah well i mean that's a that's a strategy we see more and more especially as we've got the internet and instant communication is any in a in a nation of over 300 million in a, in a yep. world of i don't know what six seven billion people you can find stories to serve your narrative and that's that's what they do and that's what they're after so they they find this they take advantage of it they leverage it and it, the the sense of it doesn't even matter i mean they're they're even even on put aside the just the right to bear arms the key argument is self-defense and if we're seeing again and again that police cannot protect you it's just it's very strange to say well in this instance where the police did not manage to protect people despite opportunities um and so a lot of people died and in response we're going to reduce your ability to protect yourself. I mean, just as a matter of, of logic, it doesn't make sense if you think it through. Uh, and I, but I, that's it. They just take that narrative, just as we were talking about with, with John Lugo in, in, in the abortion protest. They take the narrative, they look for it, they exploit it for political purposes. And that, that's what it does. I, I guess that's, that might explain McKee's glee was because he was the beneficiary, political beneficiary of all of this leveraging of the narrative for political gain. So he was just well positioned in this particular instance to, to ride the wave and, and get, get a good photo op. Folks, again, we're going to take a uh, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances do you need a new refrigerator how about a new dishwasher washing machine dryer oven microwave jay's broadway appliance look for them online at jsappliance.com also on facebook springtime summer is grill time stop in and see them they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 you can make an appointment for more personal saturday and sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor anchorizing.com justin the uh, democrat party their convention they uh, issued some endorsements. Governor McKee 
Seth Magazina, James Diosa, Sabina Matos. Um, any thoughts? Do you have any reason to believe that that's going to have any type of impact in their primary coming up in September? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a benefit to McKee versus Scorbea. Um, just to, because that's the signal to the to the partisans, right? This is who we've endorsed, and it comes with that. It would be interesting to see is there, there, we may have two. There may be two tracks. You need the endorsement of the party, but you also need the endorsement of whoever it is that that gets the ballot harvesters to sign to check off your name when they go out and collect ballots for the for the ticket key ticket people. But I, I think there's some advantage for McKee versus Corbea, especially because the polls are showing that was closed. So any any differentiation he can make, uh, it's interesting to contrast. I mean, you've got folks getting Pelosi's endorsement mainly because her mother was Pelosi's college roommate. But um, and but in, in also the congressional district, you see national folks supporting one candidate as opposed to Magaziner who got the local nod. There's definitely a, a local versus national contrast here. Um, and I think I think in the long run, the local wins out. I mean, I've seen I've seen local elections where if that postcard goes out from the from the union or from the party people just okay this this is how i'm supposed to vote and they do it so i think in that regard especially in rhode island that the democrat endorsement will will help mckee whether it's enough we'll see i guess a lot of it's going to depend on what the news cycle does between now and then we have some new polling numbers that just came out it's the boston globe with suffolk and i'm going to rattle off some of the numbers and i'll give you a chance to react to it because this is just just been released new poll shows 16 excuse me 68 percent of likely election voters in rhode island do not think biden should run for a second term <laughs> only 22 percent think he should run again what, what what is your reaction to that considering that he won the state overwhelmingly and in such a blue state that it is <laughs> well it's interesting i mean i recently saw somewhere there was a poll nationally of, of important issues what voters hold to be the most important issues and everything the democrats are leveraging is way down you know at the bottom of the list a dozen or whatever they, they should everything the republicans are running on is at the top i think you're, you're seeing that with with biden there's just no denying it's a mess i mean we've got not only put aside inflation you've got pulling out of uh the Middle East, Afghanistan debacle, which people will remember, and they'll be reminded, you've got Russia, you've got supply chains, you've got all kinds of issues. Nobody feels comfortable. The economy is tanking. And the guy falls off his bicycle. I mean, there's yeah. just, he's, he's got nothing to recommend him. It's, it's actually kind of shocking that 22% of Democrats even want him to run again. I mean, so I, I think everybody is looking for a way out of this. And frankly, it, it's, a, it's not an indication of health of our, of our democracy that he got into office in the first place, because all of this stuff was easily predictable and apparent beforehand. He was obviously losing his mental f- facilities. He's obviously not a competent person. He's never been particularly competent or attractive as a candidate for, for the entire time he's been in public life. And so the fact that he got into office and a lot of it too is, is uh, probably just kind of fading memories of Donald Trump, but it's, it's nice to have that for the, I mean, for the progressives who hate him so much, but it's nice to have that kind of contrast of, well, you know, you didn't like him, but things were running and things were going pretty well. And now all of a sudden everything's falling apart. So I think, but I think the the fact that it feels kind of surprising that, that so many people would be turning against Biden has to do with the the degree to which the news media tries to carry water for, for a Democrat president. Governor Dan McKee, 40% approval rate. Oh, by the way, Biden, I just want to make sure. 52% disapprove, so he's underwater, 38% approval. What's interesting is uh, if we believe the election results of 2020 in Rhode Island, Biden won with 57% of the vote now, so he's dropped 20 points, 52% uh, disapproval. Uh, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, job approval rating, 40%, 37% disapprove, 21% undecided. Justin Katz, what does it tell you that 21% of the voters are still undecided on, on Dan McKee? That I, I don't know. I mean, 21% undecided, 37% disapproval. That's 58%. He's actually, to me, almost matching, well, Biden a little bit. But what, what does it tell you that this far along, that uh, he's just at 40% approval rating and 21% of the people are undecided on him? 
Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think it, I think it may ref be reflective of his strategy um, with his eye at the entire time he's been in office on the Democrat primary. Um, he's, his actions are not those of uh, somebody trying to appeal to the full state. He's been trying to protect his left flank. Uh, and so it's, it's not surprising people would have no real opinion because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's done much of anything, you know, as, as an office holder, um, certainly nothing particularly competent. And so I, part of it though is, is apathy, which has always been a problem in Rhode Island. So uh, you have to take that, I don't know, 10% off just for people not paying attention. These are some interesting numbers. They have fung. This is globe Suffolk, Justin Katz, and you're at a disadvantage. You can't see it, but 43% Fung, Magazina, 38%. What's your reaction to that? <laughs> wow. My first thought is you're absolutely right. The media is going to be going after Fung oh, tomorrow, yeah. night, tomorrow Trying night. to find something to them up. But yeah, you know, actually, I, I wonder. I, it's, it's, uh, it's, we're predicting a national wave for Republicans, and particularly because they're seeing what, what a fully good Democrat government led by Joe Biden will look like. Uh, so it, that wave, I mean, Ronald Reagan won Rhode Island, I believe, so years and years ago. So that wave can can reach uh, Rhode Island. So it, that's interesting to see. He was a successful mayor in Cranston. He doesn't, he as much as they like to put him, put up the picture of him in a Trump hat, he, he isn't known particularly as a, a rabid, you know, right winger. Uh, so I, I think there's a that's a, a, a good sign for, for Fung, but it's not actually that surprising because Magaziner is not that attractive a candidate and he hasn't done much in my view to, to really endear himself to the voters in that district for a national race. Here are some of the other numbers now. Again, Boston Globe, Suffolk University poll just released. Democrat primary, Nellie Gorbea, 24%. McK now, this is in the race for governor. McKee, 20%. Get ready for this, hmm. Justin. Helena Folks surging at 16%. Matt Brown at 5%. Mona is, is less than 2%. Boy, what's really interesting to me about that is McKee's at 20% with 21% undecided. Now, people need to understand most of the time, traditionally, the undecideds break for, you know, the, the, the challenger. Because let's face it, I mean, I, I don't know who would be undecided about Dan McKee at this point. Or it's, I heard a caller to another station calling him Governor McGee. So he still <laughs> hasn't gotten his name through. But uh, but I think this is really interesting, Justin, because very quickly, uh, you know, one more bad headline with Governor McKee and that FBI probe or anything, this could suddenly turn into the pecking order of Gorbea, Folks, McKee in that order. Matt Brown, I still don't understand the campaign. But what are your thoughts on on just that headline? Well, what's interesting there is Gorbea, I mean, you, you can't necessarily compare one poll to another in this way, but Gorbea hasn't surged so much as McKee seems to be slipping Good point. with yes. with that benefit going to folks. And for, I mean, the last poll we saw was what, something between 20 and 25, both McKee and Gorbea. And so, and folks was way down with Brown in that last poll. So folks is picking up probably undecided voters, which I guess being endorsed by Nancy Pelosi, even if it is a family connection, could help in at least name recognition and credibility. Um, but I think a lot of that could be, you know, I wonder if, if McKee is not, he's so focused on shoring up his, his left wing credentials that there's yeah. room for a business a business candidate and that's that mm. was what might be what folks represents and so that might be the undecided voters breaking for the alternative center ish right ish uh candidate at least in the context of the democrat primary particularly you know, with gorbea coming out talking about raising corporate taxes i mean that's gonna yeah undecided democrats who, who value economic activity are going to look for somewhere to put their vote and if they're breaking for folks that's a terrible sign for mckee it, it, it is and and i think the the element of gorbea doing that i i don't think it's actually a bad idea only because i think it's possible she could be making a play for matt brown doesn't have a lot but he does have in this poll like five percent if gorbea if you swing and go to Matt Brown territory as far as you're actually going to raise taxes. Um, I, I think that's just a chance to, or an opportunity or trying to pick it up a little bit in, in, into that. But, but I think you're right, Justin Katz. The other win here is just the word, and it's right in the headline, folks is surging 
in the race. Uh, I think that's an interesting word. It is, you know, you're at 16 and you're surging, but that is the headline you want. This is proving not to be a good day for Governor McKee, simply because his poll numbers, I mean, if his approval ratings are 40 percent in a, in a matchup with governor, he's at 20 percent. I, I, I'm going to stick with what I, I, I just don't see how he has that that path to get there. So I think this is the big winner just based on early of looking at this. I think the real big winner here would be would be folks and, and maybe Gorbea just because she's remaining in the lead. But, you know, that's a good point. She's still not surging. And Nellie Gorbea is still yet to get to to 30 percent. Right. I, you make a great point about Gorbea. Um, if if she's grabs say um, the five percent from Brown that puts her up near 30 in this poll and if McKee and and folks are, are splitting sort of the reasonable Democrat vote there you go I mean we, we have a lot of experience with with split votes in Rhode Island in the last couple of decades and so that could be Gorbea's I mean her path to victory does seem to be clearing up quite a bit at least in this poll and I think you're right uh, McKee's McKee's path is is fading yeah I uh, and he's kind of out of tricks. You know, he's done the red shirt press conference photo op. I think at some point there's just, you know, and, and you and I have kind of talked about it. And I love it. He's the safe prom date. Uh, the, <laughs> the, Helena folks, by the way, I did run into her Saturday night. She seems very confident. She's got her team uh, with 21 percent undecided. Her at 16. She's not going to get all of that. She still has a lot of work to to do because. Let's just say she can grab, you know, 12, 10 points of that. That still just puts her in the mid-20s. If Gorbea can take part of that undecided, uh, that puts her closer to 30. That we, I still don't think we've established, Justin Katz, what percentage does the winner need? Does the winner need 35%? Does the winner need, like, is this really going to be a nail-biter? Does the winner need 32%? Um, is Matt Brown going to be able to surge? His campaign is invisible at this point, but... But folks, I, I think she's got the money to get her over the finish line. It's kind of wide open. There's no way she's going to get the full 20%. But if they could trip up Gorbea on something, knock her down a little bit, uh, Helena, folks, it, it could be a, a good path. Folks, he is mm-hmm. the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz, our segment, of course, Politics This Week. Justin, great job as always, and we will talk to you again. Thank you, John. Have a great week. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month, Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick.